Welcome to the Chat With Your Kids podcast. I'm Marcy. And I'm Alex. And we're here to help you tackle the biggest topics through little chats with the kids in your life. Welcome to another episode of Chat With Your Kids podcast. This week, the topic of the week is chat with your kids about difficult news. And this is a conversation we've been having in our own home lately, and we figured you might as well, especially in light of recent events. And by recent, um, we mean, yes, the things that have been going on around us now, but also the things that have been going on in the past four or five years, right? We've been through the COVID pandemic. Um, In the United States, we've seen a lot of political upheaval and turmoil at different times for different reasons and different election cycles, things like that. And then in the past few years, there's been... The war in Ukraine. Yeah, and then the current conflict, um, the Israel-Gaza conflict. Yeah, so it's, I mean, you probably didn't need that summary. (laughs) I think it's been um, just, yeah, it's been, there's been a lot happening um, and, and more that we didn't mention. And I think... Uh, question that comes up for so many parents when we are navigating um, these this kind of news and these kinds of stories is how to support our children through taking in this kind of news and and ourselves as well because it's just it's challenging Um, so we do want to start the episode with some reflection questions And the first question we have is just how do you take in news and what are your news sources? Um, And I don't know, we, this is, I think, an important question because I think it is even just a good check-in of like where you're at um, and how you might approach this conversation with your kids. I think Alex and I have very different (laughs) uh, answers to this question, actually. I, I keep myself, this is, I don't like admitting this to be honest, but I keep myself kind of aloof from the news most of the time. I, I You're still up, informed. I try to be informed. Um, a lot of times I'm informed by about the big stuff secondhand and then I look at look into it myself. Usually by me. <laughs> usually, mostly by you, sometimes by colleagues, but by then I've usually heard from you too. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then I'll, I'll look into things when they seem important enough for me to look into. But part of it, I mean... This is also something to consider is like, what was your news experience growing up? We're going to, we have a question kind of related to that, but I guess for me, I grew up in a home where like news was on all the time and it was really intense. Like news is supposed to be sensational a lot of the time mm-hmm. and, and eye catching and, you know, yeah. make, Headlines, your heart, like... make your heart pound. Everything seems super urgent and important. And as a kid, I grew up around that and I, it was distressing. I didn't really like it. And, um, it, you know, it made some of the people in my family kind of anxious and I didn't really like that. So I kids pick up on that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I probably have swung pretty far in the other direction. I can probably find like more of a middle ground. Yeah. You're helping me. (laughs) Yeah. And I think I am someone who takes in a lot of news (laughs) and, and I think we are working on even finding a middle ground. I think there was a time when like every, sometimes I would just like every headline I'd have to read and then I would have to, like, sometimes it's just a lot to take in a lot of news. And so then I would feel the need to process it with Alex and tell him something horrific that I read. 
Um, and he didn't always want to hear about like a million Yeah, we didn't talk about it a yeah. lot. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so I think we have had this conversation a lot about like the importance of being informed and being aware of what's happening around you, but also finding like a healthy place because it's, it's not good to just consume, consume, consume and not process. Um, so that's just kind of something to think about, like, where are you at? How do you take in news? And, and I kind of like how you pointed out your experience as a kid, like, how could that be affecting your children? I like mentioned, I listened to a political podcast and there came a point where I was like, oh yeah, I should probably be wearing my, my like AirPods <laughs> when I listen to this, you know? Um, so yeah, just something to think about. Yeah. And then what are, like we asked, we suggested asking ourselves too, like, what are, what are your news sources? Because, and we're probably all aware of this, but each news source has, they market themselves somehow. They're trying to get like, um, they're trying to appeal to viewers with certain values or assumptions. And so that's not good or bad. It just is what it is. And it just is something that we can be aware of. Um, so we can ask ourselves like, well, what kind of news do I want to be exposed to? And then where are the places that I want to go? Do I want to consider what's being said by different sources from different opinions? Um, am I okay just listening to kind of one kind of source? Um, you know, I guess it depends on like what it is that we're looking for, but just having in mind that like no, every news outlet has a perspective, a specific perspective, and they're trying to get some message across, some like meta theme across, and that we should consider that when we're consuming what it is that they're sharing with us. Yeah, and I don't, I think I started telling you this the other day, but I don't think I finished telling you. Um, well, like I saw like a reel <laughs> the other day, and I. At first, I thought it was kind of, like, irreverent and inappropriate. And then I got thinking about it, and I was like, actually, this is so insightful. And kind of the gist of it was this man, and he was, like, kind of, I guess, pretending to be, like, an influencer. And he was kind of stressing out, and he was like, I need to make a public statement on my views towards, you know, the Israel-Gaza conflict. And he's really conflicted, like, I don't know what to say that's not going to get me canceled, but if I wait too long, people are going to cancel me for having not made us, you know, your silence is noted. Um, and at, yeah, at first I thought like, oh man, you're kind of making light of a very heavy topic, but I thought it was so informative. And I think especially to have that in mind with kids that their, their news sources, I think anybody like under a certain age, and I feel like so many of us and me included, I think so many of us are getting a lot of news from social media from a statement from an influencer on their, you know, beliefs and views. And I thought it just showed a lot of good insight of like this person wasn't wrestling with their values towards the conflict. This, you know, influencer, they were wrestling on like, it was like a PR strategy. Um, And I think sometimes that's important, especially to keep in mind with our kids. If they are just taking in opinions of, yeah, like on social media that, like it's just something to have in mind right and to maybe even help them navigate like what makes this person's opinion on x y or z um like legitimate or valuable you know and maybe is there somebody who is more familiar with that 
conflict or with that, you know, situation. And sometimes there's, it's hard because there's not always like a, a right and a wrong and it's well, a and lot to navigate. Yeah. And I think sometimes we feel like this is maybe we're diving in past the, <laughs> yeah, uh, the yeah, questions, sorry. but it's, um, I think sometimes the way things are presented feels like we have to take sides on a certain issue. Mm-hmm. And I, we're probably all aware that... Um, and I think social media pushes that too. Yeah, for sure. And I think we're all aware of like how polarized a lot of dialogues about all different... It doesn't even have to be political, but just about all sorts of things. Like pineapple on your pizza or, you know, whatever. Yeah, but we can probably form our opinions about things without necessarily taking sides on something or without being so polarized you know Mm -hmm. especially when we're trying to talk to our kids about it yeah and i think you know later in the episode i think we'll talk more about like what you can do i think sometimes when we take in news we just feel so so helpless and i think you know taking a side feels like a step in the right direction and that for some things that might be the right you know thing is like really determine how do i feel about this but a little later on we'll talk about like maybe some more like action-oriented steps we can take Um, the next question is just thinking about a time when you took in difficult news as a child and maybe what that experience was like and if there was anything that was helpful or not helpful. Um, and as we were talking about this episode, I think what came to both of our mind was, was 9-11, um, because, and I think a lot of parents (laughs) in this generation may um, that might resonate with them. Um, I think it's one of my earliest memories. I was in third grade and it is one of my earliest memories of like taking in difficult news. So for me, I don't remember the details perfectly, but I remember my mom in the morning before school, she did talk to us a little bit about it. Like, I think she might've even like woken us up or I can't remember fully, but I remember talking about it a little bit with my mom before school and I don't remember exactly what she said I remember how I felt I felt very scared um and you know she gave some information but I remember later at school watching footage and I remember we had the tv on and we were watching the news and I do remember like feeling grateful that my mom that I had a chance to process it with my mom first because a lot of kids at school were like first exposed to that information at school um yeah, I don't know. That was kind of my experience. Um, so I guess for me, and I guess, you know, every child's different, but I think talking about it with my parent was was really helpful. And I felt maybe a little more, like, comforted or safe that we had had that conversation before I went out into the world and mm. encountered that information. Let's talk about some ways that we can chat with our kids about difficult news, I guess, on that note. And maybe, you know as an eight-year-old like looking back you can't remember exactly everything that your mom did to help you but um we put together some things that we think can be helpful and we're trying to do Mm -hmm. okay so the first thing which i think we say a lot (laughs) here at chat with your kids (laughs) is be honest and be age appropriate so if your child asks you a question you um the best thing to do is to tell them the truth. Uh, lying to your child can damage the relationship. It can lead to confusion. And they are taking in information other places. And so when they hear a different story elsewhere, it can be 
confusing. It may establish you as someone they don't want to talk to. Um, so it's just best to to tell the truth. That being said, tell the truth in age-appropriate ways. Yeah, and a great marker for being age-appropriate is trying to match the interest level of the child because, and this is, we've I think we've also talked about this part too, but quite a bit, but as a 32-year-old, I'm 32 right now, as a 32-year-old kind of being exposed to things going on in the world through the news, I have now 32 years of experience, things that I've learned, people that I know, um, ways things have impacted me in the past. I've formed my views and opinions about a lot of things. You've lived different places. You've experienced different cultures. Yeah. Like... And so and so that all that experience together, and then, you know, I've grown up, hopefully, more mature than I was when I was five <laughs> or ten or whatever, but... Um, <clears throat> There's a lot of filters that I have for like how the news comes in and, and impacts me. There's a lot of ways that I have to like interpret what's going on and and deal with it and kind of play around with it and figure out like what does this mean for me in my life right now. And I can also kind of and you know adults have this ability to kind of for the most part separate ourselves from it. That there's like these are things that maybe are impactful to us, but not in the same way as if they we were directly experiencing them. Mm-hmm. Whereas a young child, right, like a four-year-old or a five-year-old, if they were exposed to the same kinds of information, might just be overwhelmed, like totally flooded emotionally. And they wouldn't have the same filters or like mental abilities in place to kind of buffer them from whatever impact it would the, that news would have on them. And... You mentioned this earlier before the episode, but kids also tend to be egocentric and not in like a, like, they're so, they're so bad. Those egotistical (laughs) little kids. It's very developmentally appropriate. Yeah. It's (laughs) how kids are. It's how they're supposed to be. Um, there's nothing wrong with it, but they just, where they are like a, you know, especially like four five, six years old. Um, they're pretty much able to understand things by relating them to themselves and they don't have other ways of like kind of separating themselves from things. So when they hear some scary news, they it, it might be immediately scary to them. Yeah, personally. they may feel like they are in danger yeah. and need some reassuring. Um, whereas, yeah, like Alex said, an adult may have the capacity to know that they, you know, we are safe, even though there are, there's conflict in a different part of the world or a different state or whatever Um, yeah it's harder for kids to make that connection yeah and so like you but the thing is like we don't have to know as parents we don't have to know like all the ins and outs of like human development to know like how to meet our kids at their level of understanding the the cue that i mentioned earlier that i haven't said yet (laughs) is to follow their lead to follow the kids lead so kids will ask questions based on kind of what they already know what they understand and how interested they are in something and if our children ask us a question, the the best way to approach it is to answer as honestly and directly as we can. Um, and that's important because there might be some questions as they ask that maybe we don't feel ready to answer or we kind of have an answer for, but the fact that they asked us about it at that time is pretty uncomfortable because that happens with mm-hmm. all, it doesn't have to be difficult news. It happens with all sorts of stuff. Mm-hmm. And we'll, 
reiterate this point, I'm sure, throughout many episodes, but... The, you know, the bottom line is, is kids and adults process news differently, and we want to take the cue of where our kid is at. So I think an example is the war in Ukraine has been going on for quite some time, and we haven't talked about it with our two-year-old or four-year-old, and developmentally... Um, they haven't really been exposed to information about it. Yeah. They haven't asked about it. They, you know, don't really know. And that's that's probably okay. Um, but if your child is a little bit older in school age, maybe 9 or 10, it is likely they are being exposed to these topics in some way or another. Definitely if you have a kid on social media, they are. <laughs> I promise. If you don't think they are, they are yeah. <laughs> um, in some form or another. Um, and so... You know, you may need to initiate the conversation. We'll talk about conversation starters later. Um, But if your kid, you know, comes to you and has a question, for a younger kid, it could be as simple as, you know, a lot of people are scared right now because they don't feel safe where they live. And then reassuring, um, this can be really scary. And um, I, I want you to know that we are safe. And let's think of ways that we can... Um help the people in our community feel safe, you know. So it can be pretty simple. Whereas for older children, um, I would just be more curious. Find out what they know. Ask some questions. So, you know, these are kind of conversation starters. But like, uh, hey, have, you know, has this new story come up at school? And what have they talked about? Or, um, yeah, do you have any questions? What do you think about that? And then kind of fill in the gaps. So, um those are some tips for kind of meeting them where they're at, being honest and age appropriate and really letting them lead. Uh, a big thing is is as you have these conversations, listening to them and paying attention to what their concerns are. Like Alex mentioned, adults and children process news differently. And what you think your child's concerns may be may different. And the, the only may be different. <laughs> and the only way you're really going to to know is by listening um, to what their concerns are or what their fears are or, you know. Yeah, so like what they ask might reveal something about how they're feeling. It might just, even if it's just like that they're curious, you know, mm-hmm. they've heard something and they're, they're curious. Or it could be that they're scared. They might say something like, um, is that going to happen to us? Or like something like that. Um and so just paying attention to like how the how our kid asks the question, what you know, what is it that they're trying to know can help cue us into like how to respond. Yeah. Yeah. And it's letting them and their feelings lead. Or they may not be like bothered or troubled. And that's Very okay possible. too. It doesn't mean that your child is like lacks empathy or like um they're allowed to like again, they don't have the same context as you as an adult and they're kind of allowed to take in this information how they take it in and we're just there to support them um and you know you can promote empathy but you don't need to be upset with your child if they aren't having a hard time like you are um the next thing that we can do is is help your child process children are developing and um we as parents can help them Sometimes they just need help learning these skills and we can model for them. And sometimes they need support. (laughs) They need someone to kind of like coach them through how to process difficult news or scary world circumstances. And so 
Um, so if possible, when you know you're processing difficult news, uh, maintain a regular routine. And well, just because yeah. so, process is a, use, a word that we use a lot, I think, because we're mental health providers and and you know like a lot of people use the word process but it's become so overused i think that we kind of miss out what it means so and this might be something else we reiterate a lot but um when i think of processing i think of food um because for one thing i love food i also have this (laughs) weird thing where like i can't chew my food less than like 30 or 40 times no it's actually amazing (laughs) it's oh i don't know i don't know how amazing it is it gets sometimes if i'm eating a lot of food gets tiring but um. yeah <laughs> and our meal times like everyone's just sitting around twiddling their thumbs yeah people will leave me it's they'll, true. yeah they'll leave me I, lovingly i leave at the table often <laughs> anyways back to food processing i like where you're going yeah well different foods so we we have to metabolize our food right like you can't just like swallow a hamburger whole um we have to like bite it and chew it and there's like different parts of the digestion process that start in the mouth right with like saliva and teeth and everything and that allow our bodies to metabolize the food and eventually it turns into like energy and whatever um and the same thing is true with mental stuff and i know it's kind of a silly way to say it but just like things that we think things that like information that we take in feelings that we have we need to metabolize it in a similar kind of way um and that means like chewing on it or like allowing ourselves to like experience it feel it think it or whatever be curious about it um and like gradually digest it until it's something that we can like handle and understand and make sense of and it can be a part of like our whole kind of life experience just like food gets integrated with the rest of our body this mental stuff and information that we take in eventually becomes a part of who we are kind of as a whole person Mm. Um, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I think that's a great explanation of processing. Because I think you're right. It's come. It's become kind of like buzzy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not, you know, it is it's what it is. not a bad thing. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Like but that. when we talk about, so this is kind of the value of letting children lead is that we get to follow their process. So like if a child asks a question and we respond in a very honest, direct way to their understanding the best that we can. Um, We give them, we set them up in a good position to start processing whatever that thing is. And so sometimes a kid might come back with another question immediately, right? Like why or Mm -hmm. whatever other questions they may ask. But sometimes that simple direct answer might be satisfying to them for a while. And it doesn't mean they're going to forget about it, but they might just start chewing on it. It's going to get filed away somewhere and it's going to sit in their mind somewhere until later they have more questions about it and it'll pop back up and they'll Mm -hmm. ask some other question or show some other way that they're interested. But that's kind of the beauty of letting our children lead is we get to allow them to process things instead of if they ask about something, we just unload everything we know about something or we are not birds. We do not chew our food for our children. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good one. Um, yeah, I think like another thing that's important is just being available for your child. And this is just universally, um, not, not only in times when there's like difficult news, but just kind of across the board. But when there is, uh, you know, difficult things happening in the world, 
making sure that we're establishing ourselves as someone they can trust. And it might even be maybe being intentional about creating an opportunity to connect and just be available. And if you talk about it, the thing that's going on, like that is great. And I'm sure that will be a very productive and helpful conversation or maybe not, but you're there for them and you let them know. So I don't know. I just was thinking even like, this weekend, actually, we were at like an event at our church and Alex and Calvin, our youngest, um, we all drove together, um, but Calvin was pretty sleepy, so Alex took him home to take a nap. And so me and Everett, our, our oldest, walked home together. It was like, you know, maybe like a 10, 15 minute walk. And he held my hand, which I just thought was adorable. And we talked and we just had a really good time. And I think later he, like, mentioned to Alex, like, mm-hmm. he said, he said something. He said, <laughs> he said, Dad, next time we go to church, you can, he said, if Calvin gets tired, you can take him home and I'll walk home with Mom. Yeah, <laughs> and I thought, it just made me happy. I really enjoyed it. It was just kind of some one-on-one time, and I listened to all his things, and um, mostly we talked about, you know, like, kid stuff, but I think it might be, like, creating something where it's like hey you know will you, do you want to walk home from this with me or um I have to go to Target do you want to come with whatever it is um just like maybe creating an opportunity could be yeah. could be good a good check-in um yeah and then one more thing about just we were talking about I mean this part's about like helping our children process and yeah part of that is like helping our children identify and label their feelings mm-hmm. um but a, a way that we can do that is i think to start or to know how to do that for ourselves yeah to like identify and label our own feelings and to to know how to deal with them ourselves so like for example if world events are kind of turbulent and have us feeling a certain way um it can make us feel anxious or we might be distracted sometimes or whatever you might respond differently but the way that we are receiving the information and responding emotionally will be understood by our children, mm-hmm. whether or not we are even talking about it explicitly. Mm. Um, children are just like emotional sponges. They kind of soak it all up um, in terms of like the emotions that are around them. Mm-hmm. And so our learning to confidently manage our own emotions in a way like kind of indirectly teaches our kids how to process their own feelings. So like through the things, like there's the direct stuff that we were just talking about, but then there's also just that kind of like indirect modeling that mm-hmm. um, is is really crucial to help our kids feel like confident and secure in their ability to handle difficult situations. Yeah, I like that. And I think if you have questions about this, we, we did a whole episode on coping skills, which I think could be a good companion <laughs> episode to, to this episode. Um, and yeah, kind of like Alex was saying, a big part of this conversation is finding a way, a healthy way for you to process for yourself. Um, and so being informed is important, um, but it can feel overwhelming. And I think it's important to keep in mind it's not your child's job to help you process difficult news. It is your job to help them process difficult news. It's not the other way around. So you may, um, if you are needing help processing um find another trusted willing adult or some resource that can help you um this may be like a 
for me, it's my, <laughs> my, I listen, it's called Pantsuit Politics, and I listen to my political podcast that helps me process the news. Also, therapy <laughs> um, mm-hmm. is a, another place for that. So um, make sure you're not putting that responsibility on your child. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, we're we're talking about these things today. This is something, a conversation that we had kind of before this, before recording today, that we're coming to this episode kind of with the assumption that news in the past few years has brought up some uncomfortable, like maybe even disturbing or unsettling things about the state of the world. Or And, you know, um, not that it's all bad, but just that we hear about things that are Mm-hmm. difficult to understand and i guess we're kind of coming at it with a little bit with the assumption that like um there are things to kind of feelings to manage but mm-hmm. the truth is like you may have responded to it differently from us probably have um yeah or you've or there, there's just a lot of different ways to respond to it like i mean a great example is marcy and i like we process the news very differently um and for Marcy, she mentioned earlier, like she will kind of dig into the news and and understand and try to get views from different perspectives, and she'll digest it kind of quite a bit over time. Whereas, like for me, I'm more touch and go. I'm like, okay, let me get some big picture stuff here every once in a while, like enough to be in the know. But I, the truth is, like, I don't really like to be so affected by this stuff. Like I, mm-hmm. most of the time on the day to day, I'm like, I've got my hands full, like, and I'm grateful that these things aren't happening right here in front of me. Um, but I do want to know, like, I realize that other people are gonna, are being affected. And so I, I want to, I want to know what's going on. Um, but I think I have maybe a stricter limit for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. so I think like the moral of the story is like, with adults, with kids, everyone is going to process differently. Everyone's going to experience this differently. Um, but just make sure you're checking in on yourself and and really, like Alex was saying, paying attention to how you are experiencing current events and how that might be impacting your child. Um, something that's really important, and I think this is with kids of all ages. I, I almost said, like, especially with younger children, but with all children, is to reassure them. Um, Let them know that you are there for them. Um, If you are able and you're available to promise this, let them know that they are safe. (laughs) Um, If, you know, if there is a conflict or a news story that's more close to home, that that may be not always, like, something that you can do. So reassure them. uh, Let them know that they are safe and if this is, you know, something's happening in a different part of the country or a part of the world, you can let them know that. You could even get out a map and show them, and that can be a way of teaching them to be informed and even instilling some empathy, but also helping them know that they're safe. Um, I really love the Mr. Rogers quote. I don't have it, like, word for word, but just reminding your child to look for the helpers. Um, I think that can be really helpful for children and to focus on the helpers and the positive um, in light of tragedy. Maybe even like you mentioned earlier too, just like being looking for ways to be the helpers. Like yeah. we can, which isn't always possible or, you know, but we can at least look for opportunities and try. It can be a way to help us feel like there is something we can do. You yeah. Know? So like it might be donating or service, volunteering, activism, like, 
helping them see like maybe ways that they can put some sort of action to a feeling especially if you notice that your child is really impacted by something instead of letting that like energy just like swirl around nervously like giving them a healthy outlet of like how like what to do with that like um I was talking to a friend and something I love on social media and I love to see is like a lot of times when there is like a tragedy there's kind of a push to like go donate blood and I think that is I I, I love that I think it's just like a good like actionable item that will have real impact you know so whatever it is just helping your child like you know, yeah, whether if it's even just like, you know what, we're going to go visit the elderly in our community and that is something we can do to like bring good into the world. Yeah, and then just, you know, these are some specific ways to reassure, but I think just that always remembering to have that like kind of global reassurance for our kids that like just the simple stuff about like maintaining a relationship, right? Like nurturing, loving, like you were talking about earlier, just making sure that there's other times that we're not dealing with this stuff directly that we're still like cultivating a relationship with our kids they feel safe yeah just like being present and I love that um the next thing is just being aware it's our responsibility as parents to be aware of what our children are consuming so monitor their news exposure in the home um, if you are someone who has the news on, you might want to do that privately or put in your AirPods, um, especially around younger children or with older children. If it's on, you might want to like open the conversation up. Hey, do you have questions about this? Um, you know, if, if it's on, then you got to be willing to talk about it. Yeah. And this, you know, we talked earlier about how children who are exposed, who have access to social media might be exposed to things in a different kind of way. And, if we are trying to be aware of what they're consuming, we might feel inclined to find ways to maybe like limit or structure their screen time somehow or, you know, provide rules or um, set, yeah, I guess limits in place. And maybe you've had this experience, but that can be the source of a great deal of conflict <laughs> um, in parent-child relationships so I had the opportunity to do a little bit of research with Dr. Megan Owens, who has done a lot of research on this topic, specifically about screens, and I think it applies here with the news, so that's why I'm bringing it up. Mm-hmm. She actually wrote a book called Spoiled Right, Delaying Screens and Giving Children What They Really Need. And Megan is a fantastic person, for one thing. She's an amazing human being. But this idea has like revolutionized the way I view parenting, actually. So she talks about basically how limiting screens will inevitably bring up conflict and that conflict can become really entrenched, right? Like we can find ourselves just like battle after battle yeah. after battle trying yeah. to like restrict or like control yeah. screen time somehow. Every and, parent on earth has like had a fight over screen time. Yeah, <laughs> like totally. It's just like a universal experience in yeah. the year of 2023. <laughs> um, and so she talks about And I'm like way oversimplifying this. You should really read her book. Um, But she just talks about how like redirecting our kids towards activities that are good for their development is a way to kind of naturally curb the, the use of screens without making it about the screens. So instead of being like, you can only watch 30 minutes of the show saying something like, Hey, let's go outside in a few minutes. Right. Or like, um, 
or let's just go do something outside. Something outside. Let's go swing. Let's go on a walk. Mm-hmm. Or um, hey, come help me cook. You yeah, know? when you're finished um, scrolling, <laughs> do you want to go build a Lego city with me or like whatever? Yeah. So just just redirecting to positive uh, activities, and this is it's also just a way that we can do the other things that we've been talking about, like nurturing the relationship, helping kids regulate their emotions, like helping them feel safe when things are like maybe outside of our home or turbulent like um anyway get her book dr megan owens <laughs> spoiled right is the book awesome so um so yeah like alex was saying being aware of social media and maybe helping them redirect them away from it um i should say that we're not sponsored by that either it's yeah just, i just <laughs> like, i just value her work yeah. <laughs> the last thing is that we want to make sure that we are ensuring exposure to good news and um, also teaching our children to have hope and um, just modeling that for them Um, and just bringing their awareness that there is so much good in the world and that there's so many beautiful, there are so many beautiful things and people and um, I think that is an important part of helping kids take in news of all kinds of helping them learn to look for the good news because usually the catchy headlines like Alex was talking about are not always like good news yeah they're Um, they're supposed to be attention grabbing and startling yeah and so of course we want children who are informed and empathetic and aware but we also want children who are hopeful and and see the good and so we need to model that for them so somebody that I like who does this actually um, is Mark Rober. He's <laughs> we like always talk about Mark Rober. <laughs> Our kids love him, but he you probably know that he is an engineer, but creates content on YouTube about mostly about engineering stuff. For, it's targeted at kids, uh, you know, it's educational or whatever. But he does this like every once in a while. He'll kind of interview somebody or like learn about. He, um, like the one that's coming to mind is these, this company in Rwanda that has developed this like drone system that can send medical supplies, um, to like remote villages who would take like a really long it time. It would take like that. a whole day to travel there and they can get a, like one of these drones there in like an hour or something. Just ridiculous. But there are places that get medical equipment or medical supplies so much more readily now and they've saved like, I don't know how many lives um, because of it, but like he talks about in these videos, just like part of the reason why he makes them is because he thinks that what these people are doing is really cool, but also to kind of show that there are things to be hopeful about. And so even in like times that feel like there's so much going wrong, like there's so much still that's going right. Mm -hmm. And so, and that's kind of, yeah. Yeah. And I think actually we've talked a lot about like social media, how like we're getting, Maybe like the more negative sides. And we're definitely going to do a whole episode on social media. So we've kind of talked about some of it. But we've talked about maybe the downside and some of like the doom scrolling. And, um, and but there's also a lot of really good and positive stuff on social media. I don't, I don't know that much about this like YouTuber, Instagrammer, Mr. Beast. I know he's like super famous. But I do oh, know yeah. one thing that um, I love. And I, kids just love this guy. And he just like 
does nice things for people. I think that's like kind of his biggest thing. It's pretty much um, all I know about him. Yeah. <laughs> so like maybe I could be wrong and you can all like tell us all the controversy if there is any. But it seems like, yeah, that's like something and kids love this content. Um, and so there's a lot of good news out there as well and helping, you know, direct our kids and fill their cups with that as well. <laughs> um, so we want to finish with some conversation starters and I just want to reiterate one of the most important conversation starters is being you know being willing to answer your kids questions so if they do bring it up (laughs) whether that's in front of you or maybe you hear them talking about it with friends but especially if they ask you a question um, be willing to talk to them about that and I know that there may be times when you're not able or you don't have the answers and so if that's the case if your kid asks you a question about difficult news you could say something like thank you so much for asking me or you know that's a great question I'm so glad that you trust me to to ask that question um I don't know I don't have an answer right now but let me do some thinking and some reading and can we talk about this after dinner tonight so set like a really clear expectation that you will follow up and then of course do follow up but it's okay to let them know you don't know Or maybe you're willing to have that conversation, but you really don't know. Maybe it's like they want your opinion and you're not sure yet or, you know, whatever. And that is okay. Be honest with them about where you're at um, and validate their feelings and listen to them. And if their opinions are different than yours, that could be challenging. Um, But remain calm and be curious and find out why they have the opinions that they have and that will give you more information and to, you know, how they're doing, where they're at. Mm-hmm. Um, the second conversation starter actually goes along really well with like what Alex was saying um, about kind of redirecting screen use. Um, and it could even be like, yeah, just like being really open about it. Like, hey, you know what? I feel like maybe just modeling or being, you know, really open about yourself. I feel like I've been spending a lot of time doom scrolling. Um, I mean, I think I definitely experienced this during the pandemic. (laughs) And I just would spend so much time, like, taking in news. And I was afraid. And I just spent a lot of time and scrolling on my phone. Um, And you could even talk about that and say, you know, when something that I found is helpful and you could even talk about, you know, research shows that finding other productive activities in your life can actually help you. So what, what do you want to do? Do you want to go out and play catch? So you could even be like, if your kids are old enough, you could almost be honest about what you're doing. Like, uh, we're taking in a lot right now. The news is tough. Social media can be kind of a tough place right now. Let's fill our lives with something that can, is going to help us feel, hopeful and happy um and then that could even be a good like foot in the door like once you're kind of like okay so let's redirect and let's go do something together or you know then you could even say you know yeah like what is your news feed like I know we have different algorithms like (laughs) but mine's tough right now it's a lot to to handle it's a lot to process what's yours like what are you hearing what's the news with your generation with your algorithm so um it could be just like a good foot in the door to then like really start the conversation about you know what it is like whatever current event is is going on and then of course you might favor a more direct approach maybe there's a time where you're just 
curious like you're aware of something but you in in the news but you haven't seen your child express any interest or awareness of it and maybe you're just curious like if they know anything about it and how it might be affecting them so you might ask simply like hey have you heard about so-and-so or whatever's going on um have you heard about it at school or from your friends and listen kind of listen yeah Yeah. i mean if they i guess i was just thinking like if they haven't heard of it and you're like what would you say if they haven't heard of it um and they're kind of like no what's that like or even if they don't ask like what do you share how much because we've been talking this whole time about let your kid lead but yeah i think that is a really good question i think it is and i think maybe if you're going to ask that question because you're the one asking right like if you're caught off guard that's one thing but if you're going to ask the question be prepared to answer and i would have like a two to three sentence summary of like what it is so right if it's like a younger kid you might use really simple terms like there are people um in a different part of the world who are having a hard time getting along and some of them are not safe right now you are safe um but it you know that's the situation or something like that if it's a little bit of an older kid you can give more detail you can use words like war or like you know you can let them know they they've studied these things in school right so you can give a little bit more of a detail but again you know keep it a little paragraph summary of oh yeah like you know it's important to be informed and I want you to know that you're safe um but there is a a war going on right now in Ukraine and um this is kind of what's happened and do you have any questions uh how do you feel about that so I think You can keep it really simple. Again, I think it's important not to have expectations for how your child will feel. Just be curious and then let them lead from there. Once you've given that little bit of information, I would I would follow up with a question. Do you have any questions or um, have you know, have you learned about something like that similar at school or, you know, whatever? Maybe. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I like that. Thanks for feeling that. Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Um. Well, this is, you know, kind of the end of this episode, but I just want to finish by saying you are doing better than you think you are. (laughs) Um, We had a friend who would say that a lot to us, and Alex and I both have this, like, terrible habit of just thinking we're the worst, (laughs) and um, we had a friend who would say that a lot to us, and I found it really helpful, and I think... um, it, parenting can feel overwhelming, especially when you're processing. I, I actually had an experience just, I was at the pumpkin patch with my kids the other day, and I kind of just felt this, like, I was having so much fun. We were with friends. It was a great time. And then I was, like, kind of, like, overwhelmed with, like, some guilt and sadness. Like, why do I get to be at a pumpkin patch right now with my kids? And that's not the reality for everyone in the world, and that's hard. <laughs> um... And yeah, I think that it's okay as parents to take a step back and I had a hard moment (laughs) and I had to allow myself to feel what I was feeling and that was okay. Um, And then I I jumped back in and kept parenting and everything was, you know, okay. And um, so I think, you know, wherever you're at, if you're struggling with current events or if you're doing okay you're aware and you know chugging along um you're doing great and I think you know go start these conversations with your kids and and help them process 
Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Chat With Your Kids. As always, one way that you can support us and what we're doing with Chat With Your Kids is share the podcast. So if you found something from this episode helpful, share it with a friend or on social media. Um, Of course, leaving positive reviews and following along, commenting on our social media are all great ways that you can help support us and spread the news about Chat With Your Kids. 